0: In this episode, we discuss the spiritual sequel to Wet Peck's Immortals. to the hey
1: flop dan. house <laughs> hey Stuart, how you doing buddy hey, i'm pretty good Holmes. uh let's introduce ourselves so shall we uh i'm dan mccoy i'm Stuart wellington i'm elliot
2: charles calen R- really yeah that's my real middle name oh, okay
1: i'm um, worried that stalkers are going to follow you because they know you when i told name. you
2: my middle name was septimus forthright that was a lie <laughs>
1: Wait, is that I, all one word? or No, it's two words. It's two words. Hyphen,
2: no hyphen. If George R. R. Martin gets two middle names, I get two middle you names. You get as
1: many middle names you want, buddy. Yeah. I just want to say middle, that middle is limited big. only by your imagination. <laughs>
0: uh stew's wearing i don't know maybe like a wrestling uh top
1: just wearing a that's what we're doing shirt. now we're it fucking says, describing stuff in the in the well, room it says face 22
0: on the front it says 32 yes it's 32, like, 32 sorry i was loose he was slouching and it says uh what does it say on the back
1: uh it, it says, says chill chill in, in, in quotes marks.
0: So, uh, so just the shirt. Just cast? imagine. <laughs> <laughs> this
2: is the top house where we talk about each other's tops? Imagine has so really a, uh, a, top. a muscular a striped torso. polo shirt, and Dan is wearing a short sleeved gray uh, t shirt. Yeah, no pocket. So has nothing to carry around. No, no, he is. See uh,
0: you in two weeks on the top house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now back to the flop house, the podcast you thought you were
0: listening to. Um, what Whoa. do we do here, Dan? We watch a movie. Usually a bad movie, presumably a bad movie, and we will discuss it.
2: The assumption is the movie we're watching shall be bad. Yeah, but it isn't always. Yeah, sometimes we're surprised. Hope
0: springs eternal, Elliot. Yep, hope springs (laughs) eternal. Yep, that was a joke about an IED (laughs) IUD from The Simpsons. Not an IED. That would be a different thing. Yeah, Uh, Dan, are you okay? uh, Kind of sloppy tonight. (laughs) A little bit. We watched a movie tonight called. Immortals. Immortals. Immortals,
2: yeah. Immortals um, is not a word. Immortal <laughs> um, would be a mortal person.
1: This, this is an interesting one because this is uh, a movie directed by Tarsum who directed... Tarsem Elliot's, Singh. Yeah, Elliot's favorite movie from... No. Not like okay. not ever, but like from a. One year of my two favorite movies.
2: What well, came out about? It came out around two thousand five, two thousand six. He directed the fall. The fall, kind of, yeah. which is a movie I do love very much, and it's a flawed movie. I can see why other people wouldn't like it, mm-hmm. but it strikes a particular chord with me. So I was intrigued when Dan said he wanted to watch Immortals because this is the fall was only. Tarsum's second movie. His first was *The Cell*, which is not very good. And *The* and Ben's *Immortals* got J
1: Lo and Vincent
0: D'Onofrio. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and *Immortals* is his she's, third she's, movie. She's
0: she's bootylicious. I'm led to believe
1: that's not a J Lo song. No, I'm but, but he said led to believe, like somebody's been telling you, but you <laughs> haven't sure. checked it out yet.
2: It's a, I mean, <laughs> You haven't done you haven't done <laughs> the due diligence to find out how it's bootylicious so she may or may not be.
1: Flophouse listeners will recall. Look, it's probably I... not true because <laughs> Dan used the internet to check that type of out I am a pervozoid and not just I a pervozoid Told, but number one, but that
0: is an adjective that might be used to describe Told by her. the young people? Yeah,
1: sure. The youth. <laughs> From like 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> the butt the, the butt squad. <laughs> Wait, wait is is that wait. like an official organization <laughs> yeah is the
2: butt squad a club for young people yeah. or is it some kind of government
1: quasi-governmental well, you go to butt inspection team you go to www.thebuttsquad.org
0: <laughs> okay so it's a non-profit yeah of course that'll be uh, that'll be a good test for the uh the five audience they can go to that and they can discover what that is what is it dan do you know i have no idea they will uh, they will learn in real time whereas we probably have learned by that time well we we we're talking about a movie i think okay before we got on to your fictional butt squad <laughs> which tests the bootyliciousness of various female celebrities mm-hmm. um it's a movie based on greek mythology kind uh, sort of
2: loosely based very loosely based but um, so this is Tarsum singh is a director who is known for his visual sense uh mm-hmm. and i'm a huge fan of his movie the fall but his other movies not so good so we decided let's give immortals a try
1: Okay. Yeah, and it, but it did okay. It wasn't too big of a flop in the old box. Yeah, no, no,
2: financially, just... it did it did okay. Yeah, it did
1: all right. It made its money back.
0: I think. It, yeah, it, uh, uh, Wikipedia seemed to suggest that it doubled its uh, budget. But
2: that didn't. That doesn't necessarily include marketing and so right. forth. Critically, home run, base uh, hit, kind of. Well, a it's bunch maybe. It did got okay.
1: Uh, yeah, the sports analogies are kind of fucking me up right now. Yeah. Despite the fact that you look like you're ready for a pickup basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was doing before I came over. Just doing the hoops. Oh, that's why oh, you, you got the it. round oh, yeah, ball under your score, arm. Scoring now three pointers. Now you're spinning the
2: ball on your finger. Now you're somehow, you took a bite out of it. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> it's full of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> well, and a bird hatched
1: out of it. Should I be doing sound effects? Or? No, it's no, radio magic. Use are, These are oh, imagination. Okay. okay. Um, so Immortals. So this is the story about, I guess, why we watched it, or... That That was the backstory. So Immortals, here's what it's about. Yeah, give us a... Wait, the this is the plot description. This is the right?
2: synopsis. Okay. Yeah. The ancient Greek hero synopses who would tell people how stories went <laughs> to save them time. Mm-hmm.
1: Doesn't have a beard. You assume he's an old man with a beard, but he's actually young and totally cut. Yeah, like everyone in the immortals except for John Hurt. He is young and totally cut. I mean, he John Hurt could be pretty cut. We don't he wears a big robe. He
2: does right? wear a big you know? robe that looks like it's made out of feathers and leaves. The kind of thing that like if B Arthur was an earth mother coven witch. I got to say wear.
0: John Hurt has basically looked the same for the last thirty years. Like yeah, old. He's got yeah. Well, yeah. He's. I guess that's the secret. If you start out looking <laughs> kind of old, then you're gonna like people are gonna be like, "Hey, John Hurts looking pretty good later on if he looks the same." But yeah. like he hasn't put on any weight, anyway like no, anywhere he's, still, he's probably cut. He's a reedy thin guy who has always a seen really kind of, really thin guy. Re- yeah, you said that reedy. weird. He's really, reedy, wait, what? Really, like like a reed. Like, like a read, like, you know, like- he's reading,
2: <laughs> okay, okay. here's the synopsis of immortals, okay. so we're in ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. We learn we are. Oh, no, Wap house time here. machine!
0: Oh my god!
2: So did my na- wife? Did we not take our Ridlin before recording the show tonight? We have not been able to stay on one thing for more than forty-five seconds. Uh, okay, Immortals synopsis: We're in ancient Greece in the movie, okay. uh, <laughs> it's and we're le- we learn at the beginning that there was a war in the heavens between the gods and the titans. The gods
1: won, and they locked up the titans in. A Is that p- doesn't John Hurt do like a uh, like a Voiceover, or a monologue telling us that. Yeah, or- something like kind, that. It's
2: kind of a mix of monologue and more silent storytelling. Okay, but uh it's mostly John Hurt monologue. It's one of those movies where they're supposed. In the olden days, you know,
1: or in the beginning. Well, yeah, and we were... hear an old British guy talking, we're like, oh man, this is going to be old and
2: awesome.
1: We're in good hands now. <laughs> anytime a movie
2: starts with the narrator telling you about the- in the olden days. Just sit back
1: tr- and open up my big bag of Orville Redenbachers. Legend tells of a war between. Uh, yeah, so you're the going gods on a swaddled. Yeah.
2: The gods locked up the titans in a box. The only thing that can let them out is a bolt from an arrow uh, from a. This magic bow that's hidden somewhere on Earth. It's somewhere in ancient Greece, which is a mistake. They have the whole Earth to put it. The gods should just put it somewhere on the other side of the world.
1: Mm. maybe Like the in bottom, America.
2: Or maybe like the bottom of the ocean. I don't know that it exists. Or you know what? Hey, gods, think outside the box. Put it on the moon. It's going to be thousands of years before anyone gets there. Yeah.
1: Can gods go to the moon? They why? Have... They're
2: gods. Why not? They can fly.
1: Okay. They don't have to breathe, I assume. And they can... They can fight in slow motion, so that means they could probably go really fast to the moon. Exactly.
2: Okay. Okay. So the Titans are locked up; only this bow can unlock them. Mickey Rourke plays King Hyperion. A he's uh, the handsome lead, right? <laughs> no, he is the meatloaf-faced, mushmouthed <laughs> barbarian king who is slowly conquering his way across the ancient world, raping and pillaging and murdering and mm-hmm. eating
0: constantly, Was constantly. It, I eating. feel like like so Mumbles is upset about something. Yeah.
2: Mumbles, m- <laughs> mumbles incomprehensible uh, is he wants to take over the world. He hates the gods and he wants to destroy them and be remembered forever. His big goal is he, so he wants to be remembered. So he big army of now, dicks uh, with,
1: with masks on their face. Yeah, his so army is... All
2: his soldiers have masks on their face. And here's the great thing is that most movies, when someone's wearing a mask, you just hear their voice normally. In Immortals... Everyone's voice is muffled as it would be if you were wearing a big leather mask,
1: which makes it even harder to hear what people yeah, are saying. And Mickey Rourke luckily wears a mask sometimes, so his already hard-to-understand voice becomes impossible. Yeah, and you're, you're torn between respecting the film for its uh, verisimilitude and being
0: irritated at it. Since much of the dialogue is like an old man without his teeth in on the other side
2: of a wall – and you're trying to figure out where he hid his gold. And <laughs> you, all you can hear is... Raw, 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 as he's talking to whatever ghosts he thinks have come to visit him. So anyway, King Hyperion is pillaging his way through through life. Then we meet in a in a tiny village on a cliff. On <laughs> the sheerest cliff in the world. Yeah, which is about so a million feet I mean, high.
1: They, they probably picked that spot because it's really defensible against barbarian armies. You would think. Apparently it falls very easily. But uh, you find...
2: Our hero, Theseus, who is a strapping young lad who is played by... What's the actor's name? Cavill?
0: Uh, Henry Cavill or something like that. Who
2: is basically a chest and a face. Uh, yeah. Not much of a charismatic he's, actor. He's the body. But he is a master fighter. He's been trained by old man John Hurt, who we soon learn is Zeus. But Theseus doesn't know He that. has no idea. He never figures out. He's Zeus in disguise. Mm-hmm. Uh, his He finds out that the bad guys are coming... Everyone of the upper classes is allowed to leave the village now but the peasants have to wait a day
1: and this causes Theseus to get into a fight with some soldiers. Uh, is that a common is that a common thread in Greek mythology like the like class warfare and class divisions?
2: Not exactly but kind of. You find a lot I mean they did have an aristocracy a slave class. And then, you know, a poor class and a merchant class. But in the Greek myths, you don't see too much of that. And in the Greek system, like, a slave could eventually work himself up to becoming a citizen. Yeah, if he finds enough golden fleeces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the main way. So most didn't, because yeah. golden
0: fleeces are very hard to find. But he gets uh, he gets into a fight with uh, Lys- Lysander. I, I remember the names uh, mainly because of uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, so he gets into a fight with a big salamander. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's not
2: as cool as it sounds. The next day, the peasants are getting ready to leave. Uh-oh! Bad guy army shows up, kills everybody, kills...
1: If only they would left a day earlier. I know. Kills
2: Theseus' mom, and Theseus is made a slave in the salt mines for the bad guys. For like a second. Apparently, but apparently like a big army like that needs a lot of salt. Because yeah.
1: they're, they need to bring out the flavor of their food. Well, if a dude kills like four or five of your soldiers and is super badass and tough... Probably want that guy alive, mining salt for you. You want him alive.
2: You want him mad at his you. His salt
1: production is going to be really high. <laughs> you
2: know, it's like if his fighting skills were that good. Imagine how good his
1: salt mining skills <laughs> are. And
2: then what you do is
1: you then murder his his mom in front of him yeah. to really get him good at mining salt. Like,
0: well, you motivate well, him because he's going to cry onto that salt, and that salt's going to be extra salty after that. <laughs> yep,
2: you just dry just it in the sun, salts. and you get double salt. <laughs> Ooh, double salt that tastes so good. That's how you make bacon, basically. <laughs> So he's, but before he even gets to the salt mine, he is part of a group of slaves trudging through the desert carrying wood for some reason. They meet up at a place where salt. the bad guys have captured uh, the four oracles, one of whom is mm-hmm. Rita Pinto, and these are four women. You may we-
0: know her from Rise of the Planet of the Apes or she's Slumdog the attractive Millionaire lady, in or
2: from her namesake film. Bean, <laughs> Yep. or her namesake Car the Pinto.
0: <laughs> she's got a finger and a lot of
1: pies. Hey, no whoa! Hey, what, do, what are you trying to say about her? Uh, I mean, it's pretty uh, gross. Yeah. Um. So lady. yeah, they so these four women dress up like I don't know, like uh, they wear like some lamps. They were yeah. lamps, and a, like a they wear Madams, uh, weird, weird lamps on the, like a brothel.
2: They look like they have every, Weird headgear is a Tarsum Singh thing. He He's loves all about it. it. So you got a priest who has a hat with candles on it. You got these lady oracles who wear like lamp shades on their head. Mickey Rourke has a helmet that yeah. has. Like Teeth air. on the front and then bunny ears that are also crab claws Yeah, it's on the like top. a
0: crab crossed with uh, like a well, Venus flytrap uh, sort of. On like. his head. Yeah.
2: Everyone's got crazy masks and helmets. Uh, one of these oracles is a real oracle. The other three are decoys. It's just like Queen Amidala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> thanks,
1: <laughs> thanks for bringing it back down for me.
2: Bringing it to something you'd understand, yeah. And hey, guess what? The one who's the real Oracle is the one who's played by an actress you've seen in other movies.
1: And just like in the Phantom Menace, the treachery works, and the real Oracle <laughs> is escapes. able to escape. Yeah.
2: And so Theseus Spoiler and alert. Frida Pinto and a thief named played by Stephen Dorff
1: named. Question mark?
2: Named, huh. his name was, good. let's call him Thiefus. Th- <laughs> Thiefius? Let's call him Stelos. Uh, they, they run off and escape, and they decide, I guess, to become a, and they run off and escape also with a monk who's, who cut out his own tongue rather than reveal to Mickey Rourke the location of the oracles, and the four, and the four of them go so on the run. it's a speaking role, or? Uh, it's barely even a walking role. <laughs> Doesn't get a lot of screen time. The four of them go on the run to try to get their revenge against King Rorkos, uh, Hyperion, and they just kind of run around and have uh, like two adventures that are really minor, kind of boring. Meanwhile, Hyperion wanders around looking for this bow uh, and eventually they all meet up at these, this huge wall that's guarding the city of something or other where everybody
1: seems to live. Tartarus, Mount Tartarus. Oh, it's Mount Tartarus. That, that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, you made the comment about how it's where the sauce is made. <laughs>
2: it is. It's And, where and the I, fish I checked
1: Wikipedia, on. and it turns out you're wrong. Oh, actually.
2: really? Then yeah, where do they yeah. make tartar
1: sauce? Uh, they make it. In Sea Towns along the uh, the New England shore shoreline, in Sea Town grocery
2: stores, yeah, in Sea Town, Steve Sea Town, (laughs) Steve Sea Town. That's a very local reference. (laughs) It's a Park Slope reference.
1: Um, That's a deep cut. So all of our Park Slope fans, of which there are one, everyone here's here's an interesting all you
0: send Stewart a dollar. If any of you are Three Stooges
1: fans, uh, take a
2: pilgrimage to 9th Street between 5th and 6th Avenue in Park Slope in Brooklyn. there's and a, Then poke yourself in the eyes. There's a grocery store called Steve Seatown, and where that grocery store is used to be a vaudeville and movie theater, and it's one of the places the Three Stooges performed very early on in their career. So a little Brooklyn you So while you're,
1: bu- while you're buying groceries,
2: you can think about all the laughs. Think about all the laughs mm-hmm. you missed out on 100 years ago. Yep. So I hope you have the
0: time of your life. Right, guys? Kodak Film. Right, guys? (laughs) Dan McCoy for Kodak Film.
2: (laughs) Uh, So they all meet up at this big wall uh the 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 heads the elderly council are like uh oh, we will simply uh will reason with king hyperion the man who rapes and pillages his way across greece surely that will be all right eventually king hyperion proves them wrong by walking up to a man and cutting his head off instantly <laughs> it's the worst computer animation
1: in the movie it's like something out of a tim and eric sketch uh, yeah like he, he swings a sword and then the guy's head just floats away <laughs>
2: And there's like, yeah, it's just like a fountain of fake blood, but CGI'd in. But anyway, so there's a, but there's a big battle. Uh, the king has, by this point, has found the bow. I forgot to mention. Theseus finds the bow encased in rock mm-hmm. inside the tomb of his village where he. Buries his mother in a, right.
0: big, in a big fight with a guy with a Minotaur mask.
2: Yeah, right
1: after he finds the bow, that was a, pretty good. A guy with a big bull helmet fights him. That was a pretty fun scene. And he hits him with he hits him with a meat cleaver and then uh, a club a couple times. Yeah, yeah and misses, well, he hits
0: him with a club several times,
1: <laughs> many more times, times, in the times chest. than you would expect. After the Minotaur is down on the ground on his back, I mean, how many times is enough times. times? It's a fucking Minotaur. no man. but that's what yeah, that's what on. I loved a about the movie. It was like that Thanks. was
0: it was accurate to how that fight would go down. where it's just like, okay, this Minotaur is down, but I am not. Trusting it, so I'm going to beat him with this club like 12 more
1: times. So, you're going to say it's kind of at odds with all the other fight scenes in the movie, which are like slow motion, like, you know, like dance fighting basically? Yeah, there's yeah. a
2: lot of, as to what you mentioned, the, everyone's attacks are jump attacks.
1: Well, jump attacks are the hardest to defend. <laughs> jump <laughs> yeah. attacks like, like you, Mario and Super Mario? Yeah, Brothers? jumping yeah, sure. on their
2: heads and making them small. <laughs> yep. You jump on a soldier and you turn him into a shell and then you kick the shell and he knocks all the <laughs> other soldiers over. <laughs> You're saying based Stuart. on, based <laughs> on real tactics,
1: uh, jump attacks, Stuart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're the hardest to defend because if you you want to block high or low, you don't know. It depends on where the attack's coming.
2: Yeah, uh, but anyway, so he's found the bow. Uh, he uses the bow to break open the wall of this build of this village. Uh, or t- yeah, Tartarus. he charges
1: up the, the He charges shot. it up
2: by holding it for a long time, yep. mm-hmm. lets it go, he blows open a door, and there's a long hallway, and all the soldiers of Tartarus are like, holy shit, ah, and start fighting among themselves. Theseus gets up above a doorway and shouts a speech at them that you cannot hear half of because the sound is not... The music is too loud. And because I think some—like, I was looking up his little skirt the whole time. Yeah, Mm. there's a lot of upskirting going on. But also, like, it is—what you can hear of it is the blandest speech in the world. But it instantly turns the soldiers into a motivated fighting
1: force. Yeah, as soon as they understand somebody's talking to them, they start banging their shields together and shit. Yeah, there's a big
2: fight in in a corridor between the good guy soldiers and the bad guy soldiers. King Hyperion, during it, sneaks away and gets to where the titan box is.
1: Yeah, there's like a secret flight of stairs right by the entrance, which seems like a <laughs> the, weird choice. The
2: least guarded place also has the staircase that leads to the roof, well, which leads to the Let's hide all Titan of our house.
1: generals right by the stairway, right by the entrance. In case the bad guys get in, they can kill them right away.
2: Let's put our all our valuables in the outhouse that doesn't uh-huh. have a lock on it on a shelf. We'll hide them in plain sight. <laughs> Now, no, no, earlier, I mean, some- in the, something we glossed over earlier in the movie, Zeus told the other gods, don't interfere with humans because – and this is what they say – they won't have faith in us unless we have faith in right. them.
0: That it is super accurate to Greek mythology because if there's one thing I you know about the Greek gods is number one they really care about humans a lot, and number two they never interfere. They don't with do like humans. they're like the never. watcher.
2: They just watch mm-hmm. and they don't even. They've sworn not to interfere. They're
1: totally. Like, totally most, de- they're total deists. But it's also like, like just, it's that's a, why most Greek myths it's just like dudes hanging out being dudes. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no god dudes showing a, up. I mean and that, fucking that is kind of up. all of Plato Plato's if dialogues are just dudes <laughs> hanging out being dudes.
0: Thing the Greek gods don't do—it's come down and indiscriminately rape humans. That's I mean, whoa, whoa, they're... whoa! They
2: may come to you in the form of a swan or a bull or a cloud and have sex with you. I don't know if I call it rape.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. I I, I understand that. Maybe if, like, you're a almost... cloud or a swan wants to have sex with me. <laughs> like that's going to be consensual sex. I mean, come on, come on, I mean, guys. That sounds right to me like that's the, the I mean, fluffiness imagine the fluffiness <laughs> yeah. of
1: having sex with a, a swan or a cloud so any yeah. uh, any of our listeners out there that are swan based furries <laughs> Dan's into it Dan mm-hmm. just Dan's give, give it up for it come on just go for it yeah just stop him on the street <laughs> Just uh, write me a Purvisoid number one.
2: Purvisoid number one, care of Dan McCoy, a.k.a. Purvisoid number
1: one. Care of Boner University. Brooklyn,
2: New York. (laughs) That's Uh, where I got my BA. (laughs) Boner University?
1: Yep. A boner of arts. I got my BU. In
2: boners. (laughs) Your (laughs) Ph.B. You're a doctorate of boning. Anyway, back to this. Here's the thing it's a bad philosophy that Zeus has because. Let's. Would you believe in a God more who answers your prayers mm-hmm. or doesn't? And I think the answer is for many people, they do believe in a God who doesn't answer their prayers. But your average human being believes something that he has some proof of. So, like, if you said to God, "Please, God, like give me the give me something," and that thing descended from heaven to you, you'd be like, "This is okay. Obviously, this is real stuff." I yeah, but that. then you
0: just, you start taking that for granted, Elliot. You're asking him for everything. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, but he's, like a, he's like a welfare god at that point. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's the, a culture of god
1: dependence. Mm-hmm. Right. The thing is, the gods are awesome. Like they have these awesome he- headdresses. They're all and cool, young, weapons. hot, like American apparel
2: models. With, or at like, uh, with like wireframe helmets. Wireframe helmets that represent what they have. So like Poseidon's helmet looks like a fish. Apollo's helmet is like sun rays, a bunch of I guess. awesome spikes. Uh, like super tall spikes. Yeah. And earlier on, so Zeus has been interfering in the form of a old man. That's okay. Yeah, and Poseidon comes in, comes in at one point as a giant wave and saves Theseus that way. That's okay. They're not allowed to interact as gods. But they're confronted by a bunch of bad guys and apollo shows up and with his hammer is just exploding people's heads left and right in slow motion yeah that was actually pretty great it's like it's a pretty great scene he like taps their heads and their heads explode in blood oh yeah and everyone. the blood is uh, just slow moting around but uh mm-hmm. because he did that zeus got mad and killed him with a flaming whip of some kind
1: yeah it was weird
2: i guess there was a flaming.
0: that whip seems like an extreme reaction to what what happened I mean, fears, yeah, but, well, hey, you said anyone interferes, they if you're going to
1: live a, under Zeus's roof, you got to play by Zeus's rules. Yeah, we
0: give him a time out before you explode. Give him a time out forever. That's the
1: thing, man. Give him an inch, they'll take a mile. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. That's what gods are. Being yeah. a parent, uh, it's, tough. it's about boundaries. Yeah. yeah. Gods are just always trying to test the boundaries to find out where so they are. So there's like a weird shot of uh, Apollo's funeral, I guess. But well, they just kind of turn him into I mean, a table. the sun keeps coming up, so I don't really know what's going on.
2: Yeah, the gods are not really explicitly linked to the things we think of them as being linked to in the movie, except for Poseidon jumping into the water.
0: Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. Apollo should be— Except for Poseidon being linked to that boat that turned all the way upside down, and then people had to get out of that. Well, I, Remember? I mean,
1: they didn't— Yeah, they Remember jumped that out adventure that adventure that Yeah, they they everyone, jumped, I mean, They had yeah. a pretty good
2: adventure. Yeah, yeah, that Poseidon adventure, Yeah. <laughs> What? What are you talking about? I don't, I'm not familiar with that. So anyway, the gods have just said, we're not going to interfere unless the Titans are released. Well, guess what? The Titans get released, and the Titans just turn out to be kind of like rage zombies from 28 Days Later, but with swords. Yeah, they're, they're just super just fast like monsters. Like gray,
1: gray Gray, super fast monsters. They're and kind of like the vampires from dus- from <clears throat> Dawn. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so the, the gods fight them for a while. Sort of
1: squishy. Work. Yeah, but, I mean, not as sexy. The, mm-hmm. More the with, go- like, wacky faces. The
2: gods fight them for a while. Theseus is fighting Mickey Rourke. And the soldiers are fighting each other. And eventually, Zeus... The gods are... are for every titan they kill... A thousand more come up and start killing them. And so Zeus just decides to take two big chains and pull down the whole chamber on top of everybody because gods are apparently vulnerable to the same thing that coal miners is, which mm-hmm. is cave-ins. These gods yeah. are super powerful, Kinda. but they cannot get out of a caved in, you know, I mean cave. the gods seem to get
1: out of it fine. They just teleport away. Yeah. They use a teleporting power we never saw them use before. And they also use it to teleport Theseus, who is currently triumphant over Hyperion after they have that like mumbly. They have a very argument, mumbly. They have a, fight. a long
2: but a long battle and they mumble at each other a lot. And well and it plays hard- on
1: there was that scene early on where Mickey Rourke reveals that King Hyperion is uh has a weakness to being stabbed in the foot. So later I don't on think that no that doesn't later on Theseus plays on that by that, stabbing him no, in the foot. No anyone is is No and then vulnerable he totally wins. <laughs> it's just a people thing.
0: <laughs> uh but I'm not th- sure, Elliot. I'm not sure about that. I mean, later on, let's have a fight. You can stab
2: me in the foot and we can see. Okay, so that's Dan wants me to stab him in the foot and then someone in a swan costume can rape him. That's <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Dan is... R- I mean, it, well, we, I think we agreed it Look, wasn't rape. We're put,
2: you're put, they, put together,
0: yeah, you're putting together a pretty long to do list here, that, If there's one thing I want to put out there, it's that that's not a very specific erotic fantasy that I have. It's 100% just a thing that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not going to get off on it. It's fine. We're, right guys, I mean, <laughs> am I right? I feel so uncomfortable now.
2: We're about the way this episode is gone. So immortals, everybody wins in the go end except it. the it's bad guys. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, at the end, Frida Pinto has a son. Theseus is dead. Frida, get,
1: no, he teleports away. He teleports he's to heaven because he's now. dead.
2: He has. He has. Oh, an, oh an, that's what I He mean. has. An, his soul is divine because he's a hero. So he goes.
1: Gets to go up to Olympus mm-hmm. and and probably be a constellation or something.
2: Yeah, I assume so. That's kind of their. That's their. It's like that's when a cop thing. becomes a security guard or something. A, uh, a hero becomes a constellation. It's just like an okay. after retirement job. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, or like We're get a gold watch, then I'm gonna become a constellation. <laughs> exactly. Just part time. Yeah. Just to just to augment
1: his pension. You keep your toe in the uh, the job the working world. Exactly. You know? am exactly. to literally moonlight. Eh? Oh. Uh-huh. No, it's good. So, that's it's great. Good. All
2: right, was <laughs> expecting a little more. But Frida Pinto has a son because earlier she had sex with Theseus. Yeah, she
1: did. Uh, and probably a body double, though, right?
0: Yeah, we all agree. There was there was a little nudity in this film. We agreed. It was, it was probably was a, Frida a body Pinto double. and uh, body double. Yeah. So I mean, not if just, you're listening, not to downplay the work, the fine work that that body and double the body did.
2: double did very good work, standing Excellent there with stuff.
1: no clothes on. <laughs> but she did uh, exactly what was expected of her so good she work took her clothes off
2: and was there yeah
1: she la- she laid down but uh-huh.
2: this john hurt appears to this little boy and says something and the little boy has a vision and that vision is of a huge battle in heaven between people i guess and titans and that's the end of the movie so which i guess the so sequels is maybe setting us up for a larger battle the titans get out and fight in the sky or something but that's the movie. Yeah. And yeah. It's-
1: it basically looked like a lot of people fighting on the ground but in different – I, it, it, they're just like in in the air from different angles yeah it
2: reminded me there's a there's a painting from the 1890s called Divine Tragedy where a bunch of gods are just having the shit kicked out of them and that it reminded me a lot of that
1: that sounds like an awesome like it's heavy a, metal song it's
2: an amazing it is the most heavy metal 19th century painting I've ever seen and it's enormous
1: <laughs> so it's
2: enormous and it's in the Musee, uh, Museum uh, d'Orsay in so that's Paris. your recommendation for yeah. this week yes yeah, go to go to Paris all right. Go to the or- Orsay and look at the Divine Tragedy painting because it is crazy. Um, and bring your guitars. You, you're going to want to riff.
0: So one thing that I think <laughs> is worth mentioning – uh, about this movie. We talked about it while we are watching it. So the guy who plays Theseus was also in Red Riding... Uh, was in... Uh, Red Riding Hood. Red Riding Hood. Sure. And uh, that was a movie that involved a giant uh, iron... Uh, elephant. Elephant, where people were put inside and cooked. Uh, As a
2: torture or punishment. Yeah,
0: and this movie yeah. has a giant metal bowl where the fake oracles are put inside and cooked over an open flame. And so to think that the the, the one actor was in two movies... <laughs> Where there was a metal animal that people were put inside as a torture and to
1: be cooked. I mean, I think oover. you're also saying it's a little like, I think it's weird that you're assuming it's exclusive to those two movies. I mean, I think almost every big budget movie has something. I like don't, that. I I don't, don't know so. that's, that's not true. true I mean, actually. I don't go to a lot of no. movies, but this Transmorphers I keep hearing about. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. There's no people in a metal animal no,
2: that get being burned? burned? I don't think so. But I, maybe that's in his contract. Yeah. That has to be in a movie he's in. Yeah. But I will I will say one thing about this movie is that being a Tarsum Sing movie, it is visually gorgeous. A lot of wor- even things look goofy sometimes. Always. But a lot of effort and high emotion is put into the landscapes, the lighting, the costumes, the shots. It's dramatically inert. Like it's boring as hell for much of it. And Nothing really
1: happens. And Even Stephen Dorff is boring. I think we all mentioned that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even and that, that Im- sounds crazy. That impossible. <laughs> like thing. I just how said, could you imagine? You have he is supposed to be like a master thief, a
2: charismatic master thief who meets up with the hero, maybe teaches him how to play dirty, but he doesn't mm-hmm. do that. Like he he has no, the character basically barely exists and just ends up being a soldier in the army later on, banging his shield like everybody else, and uh, never uses and any jumping thief and talents. attacking people. Yeah, and it's a very like Boiler Story wise It's a very boilerplate Dull Mumbly movie But visually it's It's got a lot going for it
0: But yeah But I mean Even beyond that Like John Hurt's In this movie
1: uh, And he's never been In a What's bad What's his movie. face Mumbles I mean he was in, in Fucking movie. Spaceballs <laughs> <laughs> I mean he has a cameo Appearance in Spaceballs Yeah he's in Fucking Spaceballs <laughs> Uh, I think we've already mentioned Space Balls is kind of the standard of there's a, uh, big there's budget barb- hobby comedies.
2: <laughs> there's, <not> a, even-
1: <laughs> there's a barbed wire minotaur in this movie. Yeah, I mean, there are a few okay things in it. but uh, yeah, There's a metal bowl that cooks three women alive inside of it.
2: But I will say, for a movie that is very much there's like. There's
1: a scene where a guy smashes another dude's balls with a giant <laughs> hammer. The minotaur
2: yeah. does that. A tray, one of the villagers, uh, a soldier, defects to Mickey Rourke, and Mickey Rourke says. You're a traitor. Why would I want you here when you've already shown me you're a traitor? He and says
1: something like that.
2: We're not really like, sure. <laughs> Imagine he's
1: mumbling and eating at the same time. <laughs> he's also
2: eating at the, and spitting things at the same time and into his own beard as a way of uh, he accepts him into his army reluctantly and then has the Minotaur crush his balls as a way of taking his cowardice out of the Earth's gen- gene pool.
1: Yeah, which yeah. is a pretty
2: it's a pretty badass moment. Should, if the movie had lived up to that kind of villainy, it would.
1: Have been it's a great. Testicular croquet.
2: Yes, but instead it gets very dull. Uh, it's uh, there's one scene where Mickey Rourke is standing in front of his army making threats while he's also chowing down on walnuts and he's getting crumbs in his mustache and it's it's really hard to be scared of him when he's got crumbs in his mustache. I would say, and his
1: beard. on the subject of stuff <laughs> coming out of Mickey Rourke's mouth, <laughs> 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 one of the, I, think, I think a, the high point of the movie for me is at the end you got Theseus, he's got Hyperion on the ground, and I think he's like, he, he says some like sassy thing before he stabs him in the throat, probably a callback to something Hyperion said to him before he killed his mom, mm-hmm. and he stabs him right in the throat, and immediately all this blood flies all over the place, like squirts out of it's his like mouth. It's like he had a mouthful of fruit juice. And, and then it, it, <laughs> it, cut, it cuts to Theseus, and Theseus probably mumbles something back, and then it cuts back to uh, Hyperion, no blood anywhere. He's just making a gritty face. And then it cuts away, cuts back, blood everywhere again. It's perfect. It's bad continuity. I like that part. That was my favorite. (laughs) Your your favorite part was the mistake. Yeah, I like it. didn't have blood on I'm a big fan of film flubs.
2: Uh, It's this is... I feel like even for... It's a movie that's living in the shadow of 300 in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I personally enjoyed 300 a lot because it's a big, stupid, dumb movie. But like a crazy movie. No, it's stupid. And this movie is both not quite as stupid but not quite as crazy and fun you know well, it I think that it, does, the, it's too, it seems to be afraid of becoming stupid
0: which is this, bad this leads us into our final judgments because i don't think there's a lot more to say about this and i wanted to say you know like i wanted to like this movie it's got uh it's got john hurt it's got mickey rourke it's got frida pinto bean who's very beautiful it's got a bunch of like oh, Beautiful shots in it. It's actually like it looks great. It, it looks, looks much better than almost any movie we've it, seen. It is. looks better than three hundred, a movie that I don't yeah. like as much. I think as either you or or Stewart, but like, but I like it better than this movie because, like, at least three hundred has a certain narrative drive behind
1: it. Like, yeah. It it just it, never stops. It has flop all star Gerard Butler <laughs> chewing the scenery a, right, like not, a maniac. Yeah. it's a
0: deeply stupid movie, but it never stops. It and never this lets movie up. Only stops. Yeah. This is a
2: movie – it feels like a movie sometimes made up of the scenes between action
0: scenes from other
2: action movies. Yeah. And then occasionally you'll get Apollo coming down and smashing people's heads with a hammer. But there's not a lot of that and there's – yeah, there's not a lot of of drive or intensity.
0: On our flop-off standard of good bad movie, bad bad movie, movie we kind of liked, I would have to say bad bad. Uh, Elliot?
2: Um… Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I wanna say movie I kinda of liked because I liked the visuals so much, but I wouldn't it, recommend it, watching it. It, it so.
1: really looks beautiful, but I don't know. It's
2: a it. good looking
1: bad bad movie. Yeah, I mean I would I'm Yeah, I would I'd have to say it, it falls under Bad Bad. I mean it's it's not super terrible. I mean it's not as terrible as some of the mm-hmm. other bad bads. But uh and I mean there's some like I think near the end it picks up a little bit when the gods all show up and start murdering the uh, the Titans, and every time they hit one of them, the Titans immediately, their bodies go into slow motion, so they can like slap him in the air and then slap him back down like it's some kind of a video game. So that was crazy. Yeah, it becomes more and more video game-ish at the end. But- um, which, if anything, I like. I like that because it's a really weird decision to make. Yeah. But it doesn't save the fact that... This movie probably works best in stills or watched in fast forward, yeah, with no sound, so bad, bad. I
2: think it's one of the few movies that would work better as a coffee
0: table book
1: yeah than as a movie, yeah, like I would be, I'd love to look through the like making of with just pictures of it, yeah,
0: uh so moving on. Before we get to our mailbag, I'd like to thank uh, four donations. I would like to thank. Suddenly m- Dan's all business. Michael C. First 10 yeah, minutes of the podcast. He it is
2: like, <laughs> like it's like the drugs wore off. What's going on? Uh, I, <laughs> like,
0: down I don't from know. Sugar why I'm high. complaining about it, but uh, I'd like to thank Michael C. for the donation. Thanks, and Michael. Michael also, oh,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, of Gamer.
0: Remy M. Repeat, Remy the Rat from donator.
1: Oh, thanks, Remy. Thanks, Remy. That was that. That was that flop fan who you didn't remember. I I
0: remember her now. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart, For yeah, yeah. is it Remy or Remy?
1: Remy. I would say Remy. 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 Okay. You know, like fucking Gambit, dude. Mm-hmm. Remy Lebeau? Yeah, well, it's not Gambit, but... Good, I don't like is. Gambit. <laughs> well, you don't, why don't you like Gambit? I mean, he's, he's a, a fucking pirate <laughs> cowboy ninja. He's pirate cowboy ninja cool.
2: in pink armor and a trench coat with fingerless gloves.
0: I mean, Rogue is, is totally rogue. into him. Yeah, well, well Rogue has a How history
2: not? of bad choices.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, this first letter from a fan, it's from uh, Evan,
1: last name withheld uh Almighty? it's titled first off no mailbag song i he he, he fucking went he right just, into he just he just zoomed through he, not paused he, he
2: 300 it. through that so that i couldn't get into the song
0: yeah well it's titled. Okay, so before, on, yeah, you know, let's before get i knew it we were hip deep in letters this letter's titled if you don't read this Stuart will die Oh, I, I hope Dan reads it though. Does the letter have an
2: antidote in it? <laughs> <laughs> or is some kind of audio-based poison?
0: Yeah, I thought that would get your attention. Anyway, I have to give thanks to you. I've had a bad couple of weeks. My girlfriend dumped me without any notice. Oh. They, she's sucks. You're supposed to give two weeks' notice. I'm having trouble finding a job. I've been drinking more than I should. Also, I've been suffering from serious depression due to my recent circumstances. But your podcasts. Have gotten me to smile like a lunatic wherever I go. Oh, good. Whether it be Dan sighing and muttering "Oh Jesus" when everything goes off track, or Elliot relating something to obscure nineteen nineties X Men com- comics or sexual fantasies brought, about Anne Hathaway, I don't think that, that
2: Elliot one never happened. And two, Stewart's the one who brought up Gambit just a second <laughs> and ago. And
1: second of all, Dan's the one who fucking put it off the rails all night tonight. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, but hey, that's, that's true. True. I and I have no sexual fantasies about Anne Hathaway.
2: Why not? Come on.
1: Yeah, you don't remember the times you were together as boyfriend and girlfriend?
2: <laughs> that's, that's, that, that pain is still raw, you know, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a scab it a, that hasn't completely healed. Yeah,
2: until until my half of the locket can be matched up again with her half of the locket.
1: Sure, and then when that happens, the grand conjunction will happen. Yeah, the planets and, align. And then, uh, I don't know, the end of the dark crystal happens or the something? Pink. Yeah, and then Gozer comes in. The
0: Skeksis in. get, like, uh, they right, get morphed the into Skeksis those weird guys? turn
2: back into mm-hmm. big tree people, turn back into Groot, <laughs> and then, uh and then
0: gozer and everybody etc but anyway he says i'm always amused but i gotta say stewart's my favorite yes every every podcast he seems like evan doesn't sound like a female name (laughs) every podcast he seems like he's somewhere between too drunk and not drunk enough (laughs) that's his life certainly he is the raconteur of our times Anyway, I sincerely thank you for your trenchant insights on artistic films such as Dream House and Mirrors. It's helping me through a bad time in my life, so I donated in thanks. P.S. Your 100th episode got me to watch Tango and Cash with my roommate. It's all I anticipated
1: and more. So that was a heartwarming story That's from very, I'm glad
2: we could bring some happiness into your life.
1: That means a lot to us. And that we could share, take, go, and cash with another human being. Yeah, that means even
2: more to us. Yeah. So that we could spread the gospel of TNC.
1: Especially now that is going through a rough time with this, Yeah, don't, okay. don't, don't bring us down. <laughs> On a comedy comedy podcast, I shouldn't talk about okay, And it also dates us. This one, <laughs> this next email is... And we're
0: married. We shouldn't be dating. <laughs> this next email is from uh, the Flophouse Fantasy Mailbag... Okay. So you wrote this to yourself it says <laughs> dear <laughs> flophouse, I never thought this would happen to me, and it's, it didn't it 's titled it 's been a while. Hey, Dan, how are you? I know it 's been a while since the fantasy mailbag had anything to anything for you. Hi, Elliot, So I thought i 'd drop you a line to see how you 're doing. I hope all is well. Take care. The flophouse fantasy mailbag. <laughs> So I. So is that a thing? Is that- <laughs> yes, I'm glad that the fantasy mailbag <laughs> has checked in.
2: Um, Welcome to Fantasy Mailbag. <laughs> yep. I guess you get a letter that you want, or I don't
1: know. I'm baffled Wait, by that.
2: That was Wait. your
0: bit. I mean, I don't, <laughs> you don't remember
1: that. Uh, look, I don't remember anything these days. Are you? Did you just read an actual letter? Or did that you just a, make that up on the spot? No,
0: that was an actual letter, but Ellie doesn't even remember. I his remember bit. the song. That it, we, there were a few weeks where we didn't have any letters. Yeah, so we were writing some letters. I was and writing. So Elliot something. made up a fantasy mailbag letter. Yeah.
2: Oh. I remember the song, but I don't. remember So it a is a
0: bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not. And finally, in this Stuart case, receives Elliot's an bit. answer to his age-old question: <laughs> Is this a bit?
2: <laughs> wow. This is. Is this the last episode of the Flapdous? We're tying up a lot of loose ends. Yep. The house cat's going to reveal his true identity. wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we all... That's a maudlin house cat. Yeah. He
2: said. <laughs> That was the house cat rehearsing for his Shakespeare play.
0: We're all gonna <laughs> you know, we're all gonna get our wow. wish and uh get transported to Duckburg where we're gonna all live out the rest of our lives. Yeah, that's
1: exactly what I want to do. As be... half duck, half ninja turtle characters. <laughs> <laughs> and Gyro gear loose makes me something to ride around in. <laughs> fucking morphs me into Gizmo Duck or something. That's awesome. Gizmo Ninja Duck. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
2: I love, I love the idea that there's a part of Stewart's brain that hopes he can be half duck, half ninja turtle. <laughs> I'm guessing you want the ninja turtles abs. <laughs> of course. Or you want the duck head. And and I don't and think
1: I, I I don't think I want the Ninja Turtle's insatiable lust for pizza. <laughs> no,
2: that's true. That's more a
0: curse than a benefit.
1: <laughs> the hunger that can never be satisfied. <laughs>
0: Uh, so this is from Matt, you can last, use my last name, McGrath. Hey, Matt McGrath. Hey, uh, Matt, you can use my last name, McGrath. This is titled, Elliot's Catchphrase and Other Stuff. Hmm. First, a question for Elliot about his catchphrase, Anywho. Yep, oh, I haven't said it in a while. That's Do you right. start saying this not-so-catchy catchphrase? Because <laughs> as a, a fan of the YTV Family Channel slash Lucasfilm slash X? sctv members tv show version of the classic adventure game maniac mansion if so he'll know why if not he'll just think i'm insane
1: uh well, maniac mansion's pretty awesome yeah i mean the show was not such a great show not as awesome as the nintendo game as the game
2: but uh no that's not the reason why the reason why was just because it felt like a thing to say <laughs> And, That's the uh, exciting origin story of anywho. It <laughs> was just that it felt like a word that should come out of my mouth at that moment.
0: Uh, appended to this email is what appears to be a very short spec script for a uh, TV show called Wellington and McCoy. Okay,
1: uh, neurotic neurotic police adventure.
0: I'm I'll, assuming. I'll read both. Uh, More like parts.
1: a neurotic police adventure of McCoy's mold. Uh, yeah, he was he was making a thumb over to dance, so, and I said
2: ne- neurotic. So wait, before, not erotic? Not erotic. Okay. No, no, the tagline would be: He's erotic. He's neurotic. Oh, okay.
1: That would be about the it's prude meets dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. So before it's
1: prude meets dude.
0: Before the dialogue, there's a little uh, explanation. Uh, Stewart quote: Beef Wellington. Thank you. Is a hard partying vice cop who breaks all the rules. Dan Cy McCoy is a depressed detective who drives all of his partners to suicide. <laughs> Alone, no department them, wanted them. Together, they may be the only ones capable of cleaning up this town. What town, town being Duckburg. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interior. So just it's cleaning up from the Beagle
2: Boys. And Morgana, La, what's her name? Uh, Magica Magic Magica Good Dispel. Spell.
1: I was thinking of Morgana Fay. Yeah, yeah. Magica Dispel. Morgana Le Fay was named after Magic of the Spell.
0: <laughs> Interior, dim and smoke-filled strip club, loud hard rock music plays. Stew. That sounds right. Hey, dude. <laughs> Can you believe we're getting paid to do this? Say it, stupider. <laughs> <laughs> Dan. All right. Let's just interview this stripper and get out of here. I can't help but think of the terrible childhoods this women whim- these women have had to go on, to, get to. Sorry, to end up so taking their clothes off for money. Yeah, but Dan likes that. That's a turn on to him. I bet half of these women have been molested by their stepfathers. Oh, I also have a terrible migraine. Sighs <laughs> dramatically. Stew, shotguns a beer, belches loudly. Oh, come on! Check <laughs>
1: check out that chick over there. She'll take care of your head needs. Points to the left of Dan, winks at camera. That's significantly funnier than I actually am in person. So <laughs> camera like
0: pans over to busty woman. Her top comically pops off, accompanied with <laughs> boing sound effects. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, you won me over.
0: <laughs> sound
2: ju- <laughs> effect won me over.
0: <laughs> camera jump pans jump pans back to Dan and Stew. Freeze frame on Stu's wink and Dan's wah wah. Was that reaction. the whole episode? Overlay the end, pause, <laughs> and, and add the end question mark. <laughs>
1: Uh, so are you shopping the script around? It's know, a little like,
0: short. It's more of a webisode. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's a full, full thing. So yet. if you
1: want Dan and I to film this, uh, just I uh, don't. We got a Kickstarter. Email, ask, yeah, let's set it up as a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I think How much do we need? Like ten, seven, seven 700,000 like dollars, seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> there's
0: wow. a real there's a real spectrum of amounts of money well, we're here. gonna hire
2: Helen Mirren to between play stripper between 10 and 10 okay. million dollars <laughs> 10 and, 10 and million. Rodney Dangerfield's ghost to play Stewart yeah and he does not come cheap and Dan McCoy will of course be played by President Barack Obama <laughs> who also does not come cheap
0: yeah but he speaks in a similar slow and stuttering fashion
2: yeah 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 sure well so, no we're gonna dub his voice yeah. What? Yeah, we're going to dub his voice with the voice of Sean Connery. Okay. But Sean Connery is going to be... Uh,
1: also Doing a Darth Maul impression <laughs> Yeah,
2: exactly It's going to be Shankari's famous Darth Weird. Maul impression That he does at parties. It's his own...
1: favorite Star Wars I don't remember Darth enough. Maul Because he's got a double and a lightsaber
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, he mostly his impression is like I'm Darth Maul, look at this I got two lightsabers Well, they only have one lightsaber The Chicago, Chicago way is m- to bring a double lightsaber <laughs> double lightsaber, yeah Is that a packet with just two lightsabers in it? <laughs> what a rip-off, Dan Yeah, that's
1: when you take two lifesavers Link them and stick them together And then you give it to a oh, kid I see. They call that the Chicago package It's <laughs> yeah. two, two lifesavers yeah, you, It's dessert after one of those Chicago-style hot dogs <laughs> uh,
0: So this last uh, letter for the evening uh, From Nathan, this last name withheld Nathan Lane <laughs> so, Dear Floppers Say, do you
2: remember my show Encore? I don't,
0: signed Nathan Lane <laughs> Dear Floppers, I'm sure it has come to your attention that there's an upcoming film entitled Ted, starring Seth MacFarlane This is a l- obviously this uh, yeah, it's a Theodore, Ted, right? Ted has,
2: has come out and become a hit
0: uh, But there's a, there's a film called Ted and, uh, starring Seth MacFarlane and Mark Wahlberg of Max Payne and the Funky Bunch fame <laughs> and, uh, is, is that
2: it? what that
1: movie is called? <laughs> the Funky Bunch? <laughs> That was the tie-in cereal, I guess. <laughs> the, that was the cereal. The,
0: the Funky Bunch was
2: always seen eating it. Was the fun, was Funky Munch? <laughs> uh, he
0: says it isn't directly addressed in the trailer on their
2: show, Funky Bunch Saturday mornings.
0: <laughs> but Ted does appear to be a sequel slash reboot of the nineteen of the two thousand and nine, Robbie Cole train vehicle Gooby, reimagined for our modern sensibilities. And also, for some reason, Gooby is much shorter and named Ted. <laughs> <laughs> As the internet's premiere, Gooby Experts. experts, oh, What oh, wow. are your reactions to the previews for Ted, a.k.a. Gooby2, colon, 2
1: <laughs> Yours in podcasting, Nathan, last withheld. Lane. So, Nathan Lane, uh, I think there's a really good question about Gooby. Uh, for one, Gooby is terrifying, but hilarious, and Eugene Levy's great. Thanks well, let us, for running. us
2: that to a 10. You have not answered any of his
1: questions.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that. I don't know if that addresses any of his concerns about. Uh, Start
1: asking about Gooby. I just use our stock
0: response. <laughs> That's true. He does have printed up a form
2: letter for Gooby questions. This is the second time he's used it. We get a it.
1: million. <laughs> the first was the
2: first time was when he mailed one to himself to make sure it worked.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. He pulls out his letter. I acknowledge that Gooby is hilarious. (laughs) And and terrifying. Uh, Yeah, to be honest, I always kind of felt, or I always, in the past couple weeks since Ted has been out, I have felt that it reminds me more of Alf than Gooby. It is very Alfie, yeah. But not like Alfie the movie, like Alf Because that'd be
0: completely different. Whereas I feel like it reminds me of The Family Guy, where it's just like, oh, okay, instead of a talking dog, there's a teddy bear.
2: See, it reminds me of American Dad, which is a totally different show than Family Guy guy mm-hmm.
0: instead of a talking dog there's a talking alien
2: yeah or the cleveland show where i think it's a bear mm-hmm.
0: so uh to sum up seth MacFarlane so is really
1: excited about the new season of all those shows right yeah well i'm just not a fan Okay, well,
0: Alf is great. <laughs> I
2: <laughs> it love this. The Mel way Mac. he keeps yelling at Willie. Kid, what a we I'm just gonna say right now, <laughs> Alf is a weird couple of character traits. He is an elderly alien.
1: <laughs> he's over 200 years old. He eats cats. And he's, he has like a New York accent, right? Would you classify? I mean, Melmac I accent. Mean, but. Yeah, I mean it's
2: Melmac. It's it's Melmac, but it sounds kind of like a. Actually, I don't know what kind of accent. It's just a kind of a basic ex- he's so, he's, accent.
0: He's, he's got a
2: certain urban quality to him. Okay, but I just wonder, like, but they went to the they went to the to the network and they said, "I got a great idea for a sitcom. Mm-hmm. The main character eats cats." <laughs> Stop right there. We're ordering a hundred episodes. Wait, did they make
1: a hundred episodes?
0: I th- at least that show was on for a long time. There's going to be this sassy alien who irritates a family. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I was reading a thing
2: about how at the beginning Alf was much more of a like bad influence than later on. Like he would smoke and drink and things like that, mm-hmm. and they phased that out pretty soon. And
1: eventually, he delivers a baby in, in one episode. You're saying originally <laughs> he, it. he was more of a Howard the, the Duck guy. sort of character.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He was more of a yeah Howard the Duck like kind of like. John Belushi type character mm. and then eventually he just became you know one of those your regular cat eating aliens
0: yeah <laughs> who
2: had, had a crush sound, on the, like the, the, the daughter
1: it
0: sounds
2: like yeah. well, wait and he had that weird cartoon show set on Melmac you remember
1: that it was what? Saturday I mean, morning I tra- wouldn't cartoon. say it was weird it was pretty great he <laughs> well, was like he was, was racing his Melmac speeder around Mm-hmm. pretending to be a rock star and yeah, stuff yeah I think so rapping Kate yeah Light. cause he totally played guitar and stuff yeah and wore sunglasses well, that was the ALF house, <laughs> our elf cast. I would imagine that sunglasses would be designed for an alien's face. An alien but- with tiny beady eyes and a long snoot?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whose ears are on the top of his head and not on the sides? Yeah, probably not. Yeah.
1: He must have gotten them custom made. So I hope that answers your questions about <laughs> Ted and Gooby.
2: <laughs> so to answer your question about what we think about Ted, we like ALF. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Remember Alf? He's back in pog form. <laughs> so moving on. Uh anywho. This is the last segment of the show. It's the segment in which we recommend a film that we actually enjoyed. Yeah. Uh Rat, do you have anything for us? This is usually a
1: minefield for me. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, with one of three mines that you keep stepping on. <laughs> Uh, well, this time I'm not going to recommend either Head of the Family, Invisible Maniac, or Castle Freak. Although you should watch those. And if you haven't by now, you, you have no excuse. The, I'm, I think I'm going to recommend a movie that I don't think Dan's recommended yet. It's tough, though, because you fucking see every movie. He sees a lot of movies uh, Is Goon with mm. Sean William Scott. Have oh, you recommended the that? One? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was written by Evan Goldberg and Jay Baruchel. Of uh, of Sorcerer's Apprentice, or yeah, yeah, of Sorcerer's Apprentice, yeah, yeah, that's what he's best known for. Well, Sorcerer's a Apprentice, House movie that we, you know, we <laughs> sure. did it on the show, and
2: uh, I also know of also of How to Train Your Dragon and She's Out of Your League.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. well, it's it's a hockey movie, and Undeclared. I think the. The the basic I plot line it. is not unlike you know a lot of sports movies where you have kind of uh, or or most Adam Sandler early Adam Sandler movies mm-hmm. where you have kind of a bumbler who ends up getting involved with the world of hockey and it turns out he's great. Uh, but Sean William Scott brings something to like the idiot man child like a dignity that Adam Sandler never really seems to bring. Um, plus, it's really bloody and uh, actually very funny, and Lee Schreiber is great in it. So, watch Goon.
0: Uh, I was in Italy for two weeks, and uh, no, I just, I'm, just, I'm just
1: explaining that I didn't see a lot of movies. So, you're recommending the home movies you shot with your iPhone uh, while you God's were there? Sake. That all involve you, you just turning 360
2: degrees wherever
1: you
0: are? I'm just oh, it's like uh, a- just trying to capture a little beauty and send it back to you, jackasses. <laughs> But uh no on the way over like I the movies I've seen recently are movies that have already been recommended like I watched uh Chronicle on the plane Athletic. over to uh and I to That's Italy a movie where I Judy enjoyed Lynch it
1: Stars as a Air Elemental
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> No a movie that you you recommended and yeah.
1: uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and uh I
0: enjoyed it I watched Marcy Martha Marcy May Marlene I didn't love it but I enjoyed it but you've already recommended it on the plane it. Uh no, I should at home just now. So I don't have a lot like I've been busy, I haven't had a chance to see a lot of movies, so Well you you've seen a lot of movies. I'm just I'm just Reached I'm back just, into the depths. I'm just This is all prelude to say that to a kiss. the next movie that I'm gonna recommend isn't like a strong recommendation, but I watched um, As opposed
2: to when you recommend Sherlock Holmes if you're on a plane. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fuck both of you.
2: (laughs) So, your recommendation?
0: Uh, I was jet lagged. I was up very early in the morning, and on HBO, I watched Final Destination 5. Okay. Which I uh, thoroughly enjoyed. I have to say, it was a lot more clever than any fifth movie in a stupid horror uh,
1: series had any right to be. Isn't that the one where they go in space, or do they go to the hood? <laughs> <laughs> they go to the space hood. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. The
2: bad part of space. That's uh, where you see the rapping Martians. Yep, on the other side of the space tracks.
0: No, they're <laughs> like rapping Martians. It's it's ninety minutes. It moves <laughs> a along. Drive by spacing. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it moves along pretty zippily. It's 90 Minutes. It's got some uh, good actors in it for what they're doing. A lady gets her eye burned out by a laser. Yeah, a lady gets her eye burned out by a laser, and then it pops out, and then a car <coughs> rolls over the eye that pops out, which that is pretty gross. awesome. Uh, yeah, I had a fun time watching it.
1: Can I describe movies as moving along zippily? Sure. Yeah, why not? What, it, what does it mean? Quickly. Like like a Zeppeli? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what a Zeppeli is.
2: Okay, continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ellie, you're a I mean, there's
2: Zeppelin. That's the thing. But... Well, I was also on vacation mm-hmm. uh, recently. I was in Scotland and England. Uh, and so I, didn't, I also didn't get to see a lot of new movies. I saw a couple movies mm-hmm. since I got back, but none that I feel so strongly about recommending. So in honor of... Scotland and England, I'm going to recommend a movie I saw a while back, but I don't think I've recommended on this podcast before, a Powell and Pressburger film called I Know Where I'm Going, uh which is a kind of romantic comedy with a little bit of very 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 slight fantasy undertones about uh an English woman ending up in a in an uh kind of isolated village and finding love there despite her uh efforts. She wants to marry a rich man. She is not interested in falling in love. uh, But there's a magic about the place. And so I think I'll recommend that. I Know Where I'm Going, a uh, Michael Powell and Rick Pressburger film.
0: All right, guys. That's
2: three recommendations. Mm Yeah. One is a touching, lilting romance, and the other involves an eye (laughs) popping out and then a car running over the eye. Yeah.
0: Choose which one you want to see. And the hockey. Probably the eye one.
1: (laughs) And a lot of blood. And and, uh, leave Schreiber with a handlebar mustache. So, guys, we did it. We did another thing. (laughs) <laughs> we got together. We watched oh, the movie, man. and it's holding, uh, still strong to the end. I like you
2: always end episodes by being like, "Well, guys, we did it." As if we climbed a mountain. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, we <laughs> we do this all the time. Uh, we talked for an hour. I'm
0: trying, I'm trying to keep you guys' spirits up. This is a this is a our marathon. Spirits, I, no, My it's spirits not, fucking fine. <laughs> yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> this isn't a fucking sprint, guys. <laughs> it is. It's over.
1: I don't... Yeah, I mean, an hour long podcast is a sprint.
2: <laughs> why Why bother to keep our up? and when we're done
1: all right well uh, in the future i'll be
0: more of a dick to you too uh, how can is that possible but oh, in the meantime
1: so weird <laughs> i
2: just i, wanna, I just want to say dan has gone through four personalities on this podcast <laughs> i don't know what's going on dan i don't know who else is in your head that they should leave we got danny faces over here <laughs> He man fans know what I'm talking yeah, about. <laughs> we have Dan, Daniel, Danielle, and Herbert, which is Harvey and Herbert. It's two of different personalities who also
1: share a
0: personality. Danielle is the sexiest personality.
1: <laughs> Dan places veil over face, <laughs> winks, eyelashes.
0: Let's just say goodbye. How about that? For the flop house, I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington, and for. Hello. Hello. I thought it House Cat.
2: House Cat, pretty late. And uh, for my crimes, I will continue
0: to be Elliot Kalen. Good night, everyone.
1: So, yeah, another great one for the books. <laughs> Flop <laughs> Hey, Dan. <laughs> Welcome to the flop <laughs> no, no. I'm Stuart Wellington. Because he just locked the door. Yeah, Dan locked the door.